podcast, Johnson. This episode of Black and White Fright is brought to you by Fright Lights, lithophane nightlights of your favorite monsters. Visit FrightLights138.etsy.com and follow them on Instagram at FrightLights138. Horror, terror, thrills, chills, monsters, murder, mayhem. This is Black and White Fright. Okay, we're recording now, so I guess uh, we're good. Hmm. I didn't get my comment about Scott's cum shirt. No. <laughs> now you just did. I don't have a cum on my shirt. <laughs> I'm just making that very clear. <laughs> I will still uh, spread that rumor. Spread the cum. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note. On that note, I'll... Okay, well, we'll start now. There's, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another Black and White Fright. Uh, talking about, you know, classic black and white horror movies and whatnot every other Friday on the on the internet. And um, so I'm, joined, I'm Bill, joined by Kevin and Scott, per usual. And uh, say hello, guys. Don't be shy. Hello, guys. Don't be shy. Hello, guys. Don't be shy. And we have, uh, I guess we have uh, Jesse from Slashing's podcast. Hey, hey, how's it going? Second time with us. Yeah, you, first uh, time. First time was at guessed, the uh, convention. Yeah, you guessed it with us back in the old days where people could sit with each other and, and Yeah, talk. spit in each other's mouths like the old days. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to, bar- you want to borrow this lollipop? All right, cool. Be uncomfortably close. Yeah. yeah that um, was, that was, back for the Nosferatu episode. That's yes. right. Way back. Way back then, till before pandemics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your your deal before we uh, dive into things? Because I always forget I people at the end. <laughs> I don't really have that much of a deal. Um, I was on this podcast, like we were just saying at the convention, we recorded notes for out to, and I kind of fell in love with podcasting and talking about horror shit with people who care about this stuff. So I started mm-hmm. my own podcast entitled Slashinings, which you can also find online, where I talk with random people who have been either involved directly with horror films, the horror community, working on art and stuff. And so I interview them back and forth, and it's been pretty fun. Nice. And you, you've had awesome. some some uh, fantastic guests. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I've listened to yours consistently. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I think it's uh, like the uh, your angle, your take. I like the I listened last, I think, to the Grady Hendrix one. That was a lot of fun. That was a really good one. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've, I've met him a time or two, and each time he just has this like crazy magnetic personality. He just carried over so well in the episode too. And oh yeah, just a good dude. Nice. Yes. How many awesome. episodes uh, are you in so far? Uh, episode twelve just came out this past Tuesday, and I'm doing every other Tuesday, so I'm a uh, just just shy of a week and a half out from episode thirteen coming out. Nice. Lucky thirteen. Anything, anything nice. special oh, yeah. for episode thirteen? Uh, not yet. I've been having a bit of a difficult time getting people to record with me during this whole pandemic-y funness. So I have a couple of episodes I recorded before everything went kablooey, so I might put out one of those for the 13th one as, like, a From the Vault. Mm-hmm. Or I might find another guest for Special 13. I don't know yet, but it'll be a good one either way. Nice. So you're, like, extremely prepared, for, unlike us. Yeah, the exact opposite <laughs> of what we are. 
Yeah. Well, I thought I was, but then I listened to those old ones now, and they just seem so stale. Like, it was only, like, ah. what, six, seven months ago, and it already feels just so bleh. But you're always your worst critique. You know, critic. Critic? Critique? Critique. Yeah. You're always your worst critic, and if you, if you listen to it, be like, here, listen to this. It's phenomenal. Like, it's great. Like, yeah. then there's a, there's a problem. And that problem is you'll probably be rich and famous. So, um... <laughs> But you're a real person and you understand, like you're doing it because you love it. Like I, I hate listening to my own voice. They hate listening to my voice. So, yes. um, so yeah, it's, True. you know, it, it's, we just do it because we like to do it and it, and it, and, you know, it's fun, yeah. you know, but I just want to bring up too, since you talked about being on ours, uh, kind of got you into doing yours. I'd show Scott, but I had this book here, which I keep, it's hard to see with the glare. Mm. It's called uh, Hollywood horror from Gothic to cosmic. Mm-hmm. I got it from the library and just, uh, it seemed interesting. And it gives like a pretty much like a uh, like a pretty rich history of the start of horror movies through like the '60s, hmm. and it's a really awesome book. But that's what made me want to do this podcast with. Uh, and I figured these two fellows I do it with are, are into that type of stuff. So we're the closest to the age of when those movies were being made. Especially Scott. <laughs> especially Scott. Yeah. Especially Scott. yeah. But you know, it, it's like a lot of pictures and. Looks like you know full information. It was that was a very a very nice read. Nice. So, but yeah, if you have one more, check it out. Yeah, for those uh, listening, that was the sound of a book. Yes, well, I was going to say it's <laughs> it's called uh, for everyone listening, Hollywood Horror from Gothic to Cosmic by Mark Vieira. That's V I E I R A. Check him out. He has some other ones I'm going to check out too. He has uh, a lot of like classic Hollywood style stuff, some film noir as well, but. Yeah, so that got my juices flowing to, to talk about. Yeah, oh yeah, I got me all hot and bothered. I got my all butt horn, wet. All horned up for, uh, for hard. We've <laughs> already got enough cum on one shirt. We don't need any more, man. Like, going down. Well, it's, uh, just, he's just trying just... to cause more on Scott's shirt, is what he's doing. <laughs> but, yeah, Scott, I want that, Scott. We don't have cum on this shirt. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> Scott, I want that shirt to be totally white by the end of this episode, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, jokes on you because my cum is not white. Well, Ooh. when it dries, <laughs> then we want we want the we want we'll take care of the medical bill from uh, you having to be rushed to the emergency ward because you can't take the shirt off because it's completely just glued to your body. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the worst start to a show. It's all my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, so plan uh, on space, huh? Let's, uh, let's, speak, uh, let's, speak, uh, let's mention our uh, sponsor, Fright Lights. Oh, yeah, Segway. <laughs> so proud. Speaking of cum, let's mention his fri- yeah, Fright Lights. Yeah, Fright Lights. <laughs> Uh, you can find them uh, on Etsy at FrightLights138. Same for Instagram. He makes tons of awesome uh, lithophane nightlights, and he's he's experimenting with some other stuff. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Jesse. But... Yeah, he won one, remember? Right. did. Yeah, because I have my Dracula one right here. Nice. That's right. Forgot about that. I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Damn. True. Yeah. The dude does awesome coasters too, because he has like the um coaster. Hellraiser what's the, the puzzle marching box? configuration. Oh, I didn't realize really that. I got I got one I got like a three D printed one um that they, there's something inside of it to make it heavy from three uh, D Mucky Chris at uh at uh one of the, the Comic Cons and it's I've been wanting one forever and they're they're always wicked expensive and this was like thirty five bucks. So it's way cheaper than another one, you know. Just a big meatball in there, Kevin's what yeah. it is. That's why it yeah. smells. That's why it's smelling up there. All right. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Scott's yeah. going. So let's get uh we'll get on to the topic. So uh guess <laughs> guess choice. Uh what movie did you choose for us to watch? Yeah, so I was looking through the episodes that had come out and it makes it tricky to pick one that I have seen frequently and have on my shelf to revisit. So I was just going through trying to find one that hadn't been 
either too obvious or kind of done to death or done on your guys' episodes already. So I think Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, Ed Wood's arguably his most famous film. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Definitely his most famous <laughs> oh, film. That's, I'd never seen it before. Anyone else? I had, when, when the movie Ed Wood came out, I saw Ed Wood in the theater and it made me want to go and see Plan 9 from Outer Space. And um, yeah. <laughs> and you saw I it? Had, yeah. I saw it a long time ago. When it was new, uh, I, I don't think I ever finished it. So <laughs> I watched no, no. it. I watched cool. it. I usually watch movies twice before the show, and then I still forget of where where we are in the movie. Um, but I mean, this one is short enough where it was, you know, easily easily done. And then it's just like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is it, it's more fun to watch, you know, because it's just yeah, okay. There's a it's daytime and nighttime in the same scene, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's an old book. Um, I can't remember who does it. There's a, it's like a movie critic did it called the Golden Turkey Awards. Okay, it's, uh, Harry uh, Michael Medved. I don't remember him. He was a movie critic. No, no. Uh, so the Golden Turkey Awards, 1980, is the book. So I probably read it about that time when I was a kid. And it's oh. just it's the worst movies according to these two guys. We actually have watched a lot of them on this show. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. like a lot of, you know. <laughs> Ooh, was Brain Eaters on there? Uh, it might have been. Um, oh. it, yeah, it's just like a lot of low, kind of lowbrow movies, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, there was a huge thing on Plan 9 from Outer Space in it. So that's really what I knew it from, was from this. I already had a thing like it was going to be a terrible movie from this book, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't wrong. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the book it has, has so many weird elements going for it because it's like the, the top billing is Bella Lugosi, who's realistically only in it for like what twenty seconds, and a lot of the other footage of him in it is yeah. he was Ed Wood footage from another movie that never got made, or or standing, yeah, someone yeah, else. The stand-in like looked this. nothing yeah. fucking like him. We was like yeah. covering, yeah, exactly. We all just <laughs> did the same movement at the same time, but the dude who looked nothing like him covering his face with the cape, like it, it didn't even say that it was that character at first. It seemed like another random ghoul. It was- it was actually that was probably the only thing in this movie kind of made me a little sad hmm. because yeah. you do it, you know, such an undignified end. Yeah, I do want to mention too, like it's come up in the past, like if there's ever even like a mentioning of doing a an old like a later Bela Lugosi movie, Scott just like groans, and this is like the ultimate because yeah. this is his last film appearance. Yeah, well, <laughs> so he he's he's barely post. in it, uh, you know, so I, he, you blink and you miss him. He, pl- yeah. he plays it good, sad. And a plus oh, for you, a plus for you, Scott. He doesn't talk. Yes, no, so. it's true. I mean, I suppose it's it was nice that Ed Wood really. I, I think Ed Wood respected him and wanted him to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he obviously wasn't doing well with his, you know, the morphine addiction and other things going on. So I don't. He probably would have died. He would have died in obscurity, kind of, anyways. Yeah, but it, it's a little sad that he got kind of pulled in you gotta wonder you know was he excited to be making movies again in his life you know his legacy his last movies are just the worst movies ever made well, um, i mean it's definitely his last movie but i don't think it's his legacy by a stretch of the imagination oh, no, no it, it, the kind of his end yeah you know his ending legacy his his real legacy of course is the dracula and the, his beginnings yeah Hollywood, yeah right um it's what you what you what you want to remember but it's kind well, of that's, sad that's what I do screen. remember, though. Like, I know that he's in I know yeah. that he's in this. And but but it's still if I think about him, I don't think of this. I think of yeah. of Dracula. And then what was the one we just we watched recently? Black but you think of an actor like I don't like him, but you think of an actor like Clint Eastwood, though. And you, you think about 
you know, he has his, his older movies, his 60s movies. Mm-hmm. And then he also has his movies where he's an old man. He's going out yeah. with recognized yeah. roles. Yeah. Well, he's also directing himself in those two. Well, that's true. But <laughs> I think that I think that he would have been cast in some things otherwise anyway. Yeah. If, can you picture, like, Clint Eastwood, like, coming out of a, a creaky-doored crypt, dressed like Dracula? <laughs> yes. With no, with no lines. Yelling at a chair <laughs> that was on a stage. Just, just staring, <laughs> staring at you and... Yeah. Vaguely threatening you because he thinks you might be Korean. <laughs> I, I, if I'm not, <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken, I remember it was Million Dollar Baby. I think I was texting or talking with Kevin on the phone, like, "Oh, I saw Million Dollar Baby," and there's a weird scene, Kevin, where it's you know, Clint Eastwood's in the movie and he just has a nude scene. He's just looking himself in the mirror naked, and I, for a second, you were like, what, "Really?" Just for a second, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. And, and like, yeah, it was like a minute long scene. You're just naked for a minute. <laughs> I think that's where I, you, you caught on, but oh, yeah, I, I don't remember that at all. It happened. It definitely okay. happened. I've never been a huge Clint Eastwood fan, but we should stop talking about him because he's not <laughs> yeah. his movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought him up, Scott? Yeah, your yeah. fault. You're Scott. welcome. God damn it! Hooray! <laughs> so I mean, the plan itself, like Plan Nine itself, makes no fucking sense, right? Because it's the the aliens from above trying to communicate with Earth to say, "Hey, you're making too many weapons. You're gonna blow up the universe, like we were afraid we were going to do." But you're not listening to our verbal communication. So instead of trying anything else, they skip right to reanimating corpses that can't talk, just yeah. to try and get attention. Yeah, but. I've never once seen a zombie movie where your first thought is, oh, that's definitely aliens causing that. Never in a million years. So how is that, like, well, how is kudos, that the first thing they try? Kudos to Ed Wood for coming up with that, then. <laughs> but also, I didn't understand, I mean, there's a lot I don't understand about this movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but there's really two reanimated corpses, really, aside from the old the old man, who's Bela Lugosi. Yeah. He doesn't even have a name. They just call him the old man. Right. Yeah. But, then, but there's two, right? You, you have Tor well, Johnson. three. Well, well, total, but... Yeah. Tor two. Johnson, though, who was the police chief. Yep. Some, somehow, this foreign guy became the police chief. From... Oh, he, he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was the inspector. Yeah. And then you, like have, um, you have you uh, have Vampira. Yep. Is the other. But you don't know where she comes from. She's, I mean, aside from around a corner. Well... Like, I don't know, I don't they, know they, where... They say later was... on that that's, that was Bella's wife. Like they say later on, oh, his wife. Well, oh, that's, that was, that's, that's the that's first scene. Is her funeral? Him. I didn't catch that. It was that was his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, because like, um, they're like, oh, first his wife, and now him. Because yeah, the well, first scene is the, is the funeral. Yeah. If they're doing this raid to reanimate corpses, it's just these two. First off, one they had they killed. Yeah. To reanimate, like, mm. could they, <laughs> how limited is this raid? <laughs> pretty, pretty limited. Well, they wanted him because he was just such a bulky human specimen. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's walking around catching flies, <clears throat> mouth wide open the whole time. <laughs> hey, I, that's better than the lines he spoke at the beginning, but when he was still alive. It's very true. I was actually a little cringy there. Spoke or moment, <laughs> like, him. like, yeah. It, uh, before I even realized that it was him, I was just like, "Oh, there's another giant dude in this movie," and I'm like, "Dude, sounds like he's about to die." Like he's just like, <laughs> "I'm just like, God damn." <laughs> Dude, I go no. look for corpse now. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but yeah, the plan doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. No. And then before we like, when I pulled up this movie again to rewatch it, I was digging through like Tor Johnson's history. He had a ridiculous amount of like film credits. I didn't realize he was in that many things. I thought this was like one of his like few big ones, but he, he has like thirty or forty credits. Wow. 
He's in, I know he's in the Beast from Yucca Flats. Yep. Uh, that's the one I can, I can think of. But yeah, when he was in a couple of other uh, Ed Woods right. too, right? 1940s, all singing, all dancing. You ever saw that one? It's just a chorus line of Tor Johnson's. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> I need that to be a real thing. <laughs> Computers, let's make it happen. Computers. Wow, yeah, looking at Wikipedia, boy. Uncredited. He's uncredited yeah. for 20 years. Oh, that sucks. That's crazy. Johnson's character famously delivers a line. Time for go to bed. <laughs> That's in the uh, the unearthly, where oh. he plays a character named Lobo. Ah, oh, cool. And then he, <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That's. Yeah. I mean, I guess even if he was happy doing it. Yeah, cool. yeah. Well, I mean, that was like his second right? career because yeah. he was uh, an established like professional wrestler before yeah. that. Yeah, he's been a tough guy. He's been a wrestler, a mauler, <laughs> a weightlifter, someone named Mug, a slaver. Oh, that's not nice. Oof. And a big Finnish man. There's also uh, there's a movie called The Unearthly, Thanks. where uh, he just has a bunch of hair glued to him. <laughs> he's like a, he's like a werewolf, but it's just like a bunch of hair glued to his shoulder and his face. That's oh a- man, I forgot George the Animal Steel played him. Yeah, would. and I can just forget. Side note, that's brilliant. Bill and I both met George the Animal oh. Steel. I told the story before. I think it was uh, um, I was on a before Kevin was ever on Secret Underground Hideout. How you know what his shit smells like, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was doing a, a signing. Uh, him and uh, I forget the other dude. Uh, Bruno San Martino. Yeah, Bruno San Martino were doing signings at That's Entertainment in Worcester, and um, I went to we I went to go. Were you you were with me, right? I was there. Okay. And um and Georgian Steel was was very nice. Like he was very nice to like all the little kids that were around. I'm like I, I was like I kinda want Georgian Steel to be my grandfather. Like I kinda want him <laughs> like I want him in my life. And then I wanted um, to like break over the head and just eat your brains like a turnbuckle. Because like I guess his pinky was messed up and he was doing a weird pinky trick for some kids and stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah. But um at one point he had to go to the bathroom and he just stunk up that's entertainment. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. the smell's still there. That's what that's what that smell is when you go into there. I'm assuming you've been there, Jesse. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that smell is Georgie and Steel. There it's still years and years out. after. This, yeah. Well, that probably was a good, uh, like what twenty? Yeah, like a good twenty one, twenty two years ago. Something. You know? It made me feel really, really old when I looked to see that the movie Ed Wood, based off of the making of this movie, um, came out in like ninety four, and I was like, oh uh-huh. yeah, that was when I graduated from high school. I'm like, holy shit, that's almost thirty years. What? God damn it. Time what's that, what's that sound, Scott? Did you just uh, did you add more to your shirt just now, or <laughs> what happened? You're like, <laughs> this is I good. I don't know. I don't know. It's a quality show, right well, here. Let's talk about the movie some more. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually the only my one of the few shots I liked how it was set up was when Tor Johnson rises from the grave. That one looked really cool. Hmm. Yeah, it did. Because a lot of this movie, obviously, there was stock footage happening. Oh, yeah. Sure. Possible. Or I'm sure, like, when I think early on, then Bella Lugosi leaves the house and the, the narrator is saying how he's so sad and he can't live on. Like, he's barely out of frame. And you hear a car crash, like yeah. a car accident, but you can still see his shadow. And then it just cuts to, like, I think it's a shot of Edward, like, oh, there's an ambulance. Get the camera out and get it quick. Yep. And, 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 that's, and that wasn't even filmed for this movie. 
was it actually what? It's Bill Lug- another for for another movie. The scene of Bela Lugosi leaving his house yeah. wasn't filmed for this with his cane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those. Yeah, one of those yeah. things where you just hear a car crash and then you just like, oh, okay, we have to put this together that he was hit by a car. Yeah, <laughs> but I did also love. I know. I, I guess we're going to jump around. Not that this movie made a ton of sense, anyways, but when because uh, you have like you have the flying saucers like over Hollywood and everyone's starting to see him, then over DC, and they immediately just like deploy the military to take care of business. And what's funny to me is clearly it's again a bunch of spliced together uh, stock footage of military preparing, and then they had the colonel who's in charge by himself with like a fake background, a gray screen behind him, it's the same <laughs> shot like ten times of him looking through the binoculars. And then it's like it's like two minutes straight of just like assault on these UFOs. It was like ridiculous. It was like a family guy like went too far, and it's like, and then it comes back around like it's like oh it's funny oh, now it's just too much oh it's funny again because they just keep going. <laughs> it's like Edward Edward hit like a treasure trove of like military footage. Like I have to use all of this. Yeah, like in every movie, so like, I well, have it. Might as well use it. I, I'm guessing too he was padding the movie a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because well, you have to wonder how much he actually shot for the movie because there is so much of that like be real stuff for like the military scenes or like the sky scenes. Half the scenes, like we were saying with Bela Lugosi, were filmed for different movies. It's like he had like a couple of puzzle pieces and you slap together like one or two scenes for the actual movie. Yeah, I mean, I right. think this is this is more coherent than Bloodbath. I don't know if you have you seen Bloodbath, Jesse. I don't think I've seen Bloodbath. Yeah, I'd say do it for the entertainment value. You might, you might. <laughs> You might hate us, but it was Kevin's suggestion. So, if you watch it and hate it, it's Kevin. I don't even remember it. It had the vampire with the the fangs coming out of the wrong oh places. Oh my god! Jeez, that's it. The it, fangs, it's it, the fangs were not the eye teeth. They were like the the uh, like the teeth before it, right? Yeah, the name, uh, <laughs> just after the the two front teeth. Right, just the wrong teeth. We talked about that one too much already. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yes. One thing I just want to bring up, like uh, that that first like shot of the pilot and the, the co-pilot in the, the, the roomiest cockpit I've ever seen in my life. And um, the steering wheels and the steering wheels that were not wheels. They were just like planks of wood that yeah. they were just moving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was great. I mean, like it, it's almost like it was, if you think that it was done on purpose it makes it better, you know, sincerity. I know that the beginning of this movie is probably the, the most professional part of the movie. Of the opening credits with, with Criswell. Oh, Criswell, yes. Um, you know, he's actually, I was like, oh, he's actually like centered properly on the screen, <laughs> um, mic'd properly. You can barely tell he's looking at cue cards. And, and almost lit properly. Yeah. Like, it's not terrible. It's kind of like, okay, all right. I was, so it's a little misleading. It throws you off when the first scene actually hits, and you're like, oh, it's fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I love, Criswell was really, a, he was a real psychic. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That was his game. Scott's a big fan of Criswell. We have to get him a Criswell. I love well Criswell. He has that stupid little curl. Yeah. His, yeah. Oh my god, that hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. I did like um, when they at the start of the movie, like when they well, first off, when they hit the funerals over, everyone leaves, and they literally have like the the plot, but then the, the wooden crosses kind of stuck in the ground around it. That's the cemetery. Hmm. But when the when the grave diggers come over to start burying, it's clearly voiceovers for both of them. Yeah, it's, it was like mouth these words. I'll put it in later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, even, and then a... even then when they do it, it's like, what? 
what is that over there? I do not know. We should go. Like, it's like, it was like the worst. Like, you could have taken there was a, There was a few times, because well. there, there was one time when, you know, the, the dead were coming back, and there was a girl that, for some reason, she was just behind a tree, like, behind, like, a... She wasn't. Oh. She was in the cemetery, but she was behind a tree, and she's like, screaming. This, she just didn't match. Is it one of the mourners that left the crypt? They all went into inside of a, yeah. a crypt to yeah, and they just pop out. Yeah. Is, oh that, is, is that how it happens? Is that is that a, a thing? I don't know. Anyone? I've <laughs> I've, I, got I, I don't know anyone who's <laughs> who's died and been put into a crypt. And I love the fact that he's buried in the crypt, which could barely even fit the two people, but somehow had him in there somewhere. Meanwhile, his wife is on the other end of the cemetery, and they're like, why is that? And like, I don't know, it just is. Yeah. It has to be some sort of reason. Like, wouldn't they be buried together? He just wanted a cool shot of a crypt, and probably the only shot that he had of uh, Vampiro was coming out from behind a tree or something. It seems that she like was almost like, you can have me in this film, but I don't want to be around people. Because uh, almost all her shots, she's by herself. Almost all her shots, she's by herself. I I, I did so watch some interviews. So long? I, it's it, I don't know. They I I, I, I watched some interviews and she like legit like, wanted to have nothing to do with Ed Wood. Like legit wanted to have nothing to do with him. And um, yeah. she was like, I was finally to the point where Hollywood was going to actually work with me. Like I was, uh, you know, I was like the thing for five minutes, and then all of a sudden Ed Wood comes around and. I don't know if things fell apart, and that's why she agreed to do it. But um, like she didn't have like very many good things to say in the little interview I saw. Um, it was only like two thousand and eight, like that's towards rude. the end of her life. Yeah, man, yeah, whatever. Uh, I didn't know it was well, look, at her, look at her fingers because she walks like this with her hands. Yeah. They're like all weird. Like her arms are weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, look uh, at if you look at her fingers, they're like oddly proportioned. Some are so long. I'm like, is she wearing there, prosthetic fingers? Yeah, she was. There, there was like some color colorized photos I saw where they were red, like the oh. finger, the long finger but extensions like, were red. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know you don't know. It's cool looking. <laughs> I mean, it's cool looking, but it's weird for it what is. she played in the movie. It doesn't make any sense. There's no. Pl- All right, no fine. Pl- I'll, I'll cancel my order. I ha- I had ordered some on Amazon. I was going to surprise anyone you. who's like sincerely like. I don't know why everyone hates this fucking movie. This movie's fucking. Yes, crazy. I'm like, positive. There's people that absolutely like love it. Okay, now I'm looking at it. It looks like she has dog bonus growing out of her, where her fingernail should be. Dog so, bonus. Dog bonus. All right. Well, you said you said there's the that's... podcast name. Yeah, dog bonus. Dog- Welcome to dog the meaning, dog meaning, bonus. meaning, change it from black no. and white fright to dog bonus. It has to be dog bonus growing out where fingernail should be. The whole thing. <laughs> Colon the vampire story. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. We got a hit on our hands. Yeah, finally. Yes. Now, so in terms of uh, say acting chops in this movie, the guy who played Eros, like the subordinate in charge of the Earth missions, he seemed okay. He had like. Like a very good voice. Hmm. He, he was able to express. Yeah, he was. He was a radio guy. He's a radio is he, guy. Is he? You talking about like the? He's one of the aliens. Yes. But yes. yeah, he was like so. Like the, wow, the wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I. I, yeah. I. After the movie was done, I wanted to go buy some soap. That's all I know. What? Because he was selling me soap. He was like he's like a radio announcer. That's what he sounded like. He was selling you soap. Yeah, yeah. He was selling me soap. We're watching different movies. No. Forget it. It was a bad Kevin, joke. Kevin's older than I am. He's back when they were selling soap on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You dirty asshole. Get some soap. <laughs> it was like a, subliminal. It was subliminal. Commercial. Yeah. It's a timeless <laughs> ad. Yeah. 
<laughs> but um, I like the uh, the I forget the who's the head alien they they call him, they called him Excellence. Was he like the what was his official name? I think it just says Ruler. Was it Ruler? Yeah. Let's take a look at the John uh, Beckenridge with his weird like medieval shirt that had like yeah. the X on it. Like he was an yes. extra from Macbeth. Yep. He, Space. Half the time he was just like ah, oh, he's like he looked like he could be bothered to be there. It's hmm. like oh, I gotta do this thing today. I feel like that's probably an accurate representation of how he felt. Wasn't uh, yes. wasn't he played? Wasn't Bill? Didn't Bill Murray play him in Ed Wood? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. I had. A, I since I saw Ed Wood first, I was picturing all the actors that portrayed the people. So I saw Jeffrey. Was it Jeffrey Jones? He plays Criswell. Hmm. And I was like, oh, he had child porn in his computer. I couldn't <laughs> think about him. That's yeah. That's exactly what I thought too. I was like, it's true. God damn it. I bet you that real if the computers were around back then, I bet you that dude would have had it on his computer. Yeah. My next thought was like, how does Scott still admire Jeffrey Jones to this day somehow? Yeah. Scott. Well, you have to look past the bad sometimes and <laughs> recognize his performance in Beetlejuice. Are you eating Cheez-Its over there? It sounds like you stuck your hand in a box of Cheez-Its. No. Okay. What are you eating then? <laughs> You're turning uh, into Bill. Inquiring minds need to know. No, you're turning into Bill. Bill. Bill was the one who used to eat all the time on shows. That's my routine. It's still my shtick. <laughs> Don't chew with your mouth open. So apparently, so, okay. So this movie, the aliens, all they need to do is point a type of gun at you, like a, was it like a photon gun or electron gun, or electron ray, or something like that. That that brings you back to life. That's all it takes. And then controls you. Yep. It's very versatile gun. Until you well, turn, turn kind of. It controls you so that you can march. You can yes. pick things up and march forward. Yes. But you can also do the double point. karate chop when you're not Bella Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I call it very delicately open the door afterward. Right. Yes. Brutal karate chop, delicate door. I call and it more if you, it, a short yep. slap. If you, could, if you corner someone in a car, you have the ability to make it so they can only kind of vaguely scream a little bit and then <laughs> give up entirely. <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to say, I do like when they're back on their ship and Eros is telling the leader, oh, we have these people. And he's like, bring the big one in. And he just brings him and he starts choking Eros immediately. That made me laugh. Yeah. That was, that and that the boss just didn't seem to give a shit. He's like, oh, yeah, great. Another fuck up from this kid. Awesome. <laughs> it almost seemed like the actor was trying not to laugh during that scene. Probably. I, Probably. Yeah. I, just, I love the whole thing where they get on board the spaceship and they're pointing guns at them. Yeah, is the whole the whole, well, it, the, it, the whole scene. It's so it ridiculous. Is the point of the aliens that humans are I, stupid and just right. Yeah, oh I also like how how it's uh the, the the army sends one person, one colonel, to investigate this alien invasion. And he's like, I'll just bring this lieutenant and this airline pilot along to help. Here, it's like look. I forget what movie it was that we did, where it was the same thing. It was one congressman. Brain, uh, brain eaters. Brain eaters. Like one congressman went to investigate an alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> I have a congressman. Yeah. I just want to point out that we've we've done nothing but bash this movie the whole time. Well, There's not a lot. In a loving long. way. Yeah. I, I love the movie. And it's fun to watch, but it is it is the definition of a good, bad movie. Right. I, I, say I, I found enjoyment in watching it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Just, just on the absurdity. I'm sure, of the I'm sure there's, there's plenty of movies that we we think were are better movies that we probably probably wouldn't watch again, 
or be less I, likely I, to watch again. You know, I I shit on my favorite movies. It's a different podcast, but when we did the Star Wars trilogy and Secret Underground Hideout, I was saying so much shit about that, but I love it. Hmm. But I was I was like fantasizing about weird shit happening that would upset people that were really the other true fans. Yeah. So I don't uh, think I ever phone. watch this again, though. Myself, I personally, I, I totally yeah. would. Now yeah. that I've seen the whole thing, it's like finally see the half a century later. I've seen the whole thing. Well, watch, watch Ed Wood first, and then watch it again. Because you know, you, I've seen it. I've seen Ed Wood. I'm just saying, do it again. I haven't watched yeah, Ed Wood in years. Ed Wood was one of those movies too. Like when DVDs first came out, it took forever for Ed Wood to get to, to get put out on a DVD. And I don't know if it's ever been released on Blu-ray. Um, it is. I have it. Okay. But it took forever. Same deal. Yeah. Like it wasn't like. But for, out of Edward movies, I'd watch Glenn or Glenda over this. It's it's yeah. it's I way more. Seen that one. It's like almost intentionally campy. It's ridiculous. All right. It's a little less um, sincere. Like uh, this movie tries so hard to be a good movie. It does. I just can't. I, I like it, a couple couple of things that uh, would see you know, like glaring uh, errors and just common sense. In, in the worlds that they're in, like once the uh, the airline pilot, he's back at home with his wife and she's like, what's bothering you? And he he's like, he tells her about what he saw, even though he's like, I was sworn to secrecy by the military. But I'm gonna so here's, the, here's the story yeah. in my open backyard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the noise and she falls to the ground before the noise happens. Uh, the noise <laughs> in, the, in the flash. Yeah. She goes down before it happens, like a second before it happens. And then he goes down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, oh I also God. I also want to point out that he's like, demanding. You added the sound and after <laughs> the timing right. He's demanding well, that she locks a, all the like doors. I'm just I'm not going to try to talk anymore. Oh, Scott just saying? yelled every time I tried to talk. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, Scott, um, no, like he had to leave again, and then every time she, you know, he's just like, I want you to go in. I want I'm not going to leave till you lock the door and lock this other door and lock this door and whatever. And then Bella Gosi just walked in the house. Yes. I thought the doors Actually, were locked. Like that's, that scene well, too. How did Bella even go there? Magic. Close. <laughs> I like when he's like when he's stuck like going up to the door and there's like suspenseful music. When it cuts to her, the music just like cuts off to her in bed. It just seemed like it was like a like a, a, a bad edit that was probably overlooked, but it just seemed like so abrupt and weird. I wasn't even expecting that in this I'm movie. Sure, everything in this movie was overlooked. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even understand. Edward could have gone to like a deli and found a guy that looked more like Bella Lugosi than this guy. Like, why? Why this guy? Well, he, he, he was not the right size. Was he a chiropractor for someone? So, something like that. that right. But I'm, but like, give someone like twenty bucks. And say all I need you to do is wear a cape and walk for like two minutes on film. Yeah. Well, if you gave him twenty bucks, then he, he's the highest paid actor in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> probably, it's probably not not incorrect. Is set, was he sag? Oh, there was. Um, I I made note of one quote, and I want to make sure I bring up. Um, after the full on assault by the military, and then the colonel standing there, and the one other military guy comes over. He literally says to him, "Looks like we beat them off again, sir." <laughs> That's where Scott messed up his shirt. Beat them off. Yeah. Yeah. Beat them off. Again. Yep. And I, I love when the colonel goes to see the general. And he's like, "What's your stance on UFOs?" And they like the general's basically like, "You can't say they exist, or you're going to get court-martialed." But I saw them. I like you. Yeah. And then they openly. <laughs> but the, then the, the general's like openly talks about them existing too. So they're both like fucked if someone else finds out. Yeah, they're both court-martialed. Yeah, they are. 
Oh. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. He talks about it and then has the recording of what the aliens had sent to Earth. So they had this actual recording and did shit all with it. Just, yeah, fuck it. They won't do anything. Yeah, we're just going to acknowledge all this now. And who cares if we get in trouble? Well, uh, you know, one of the, it's like now. It's like now times. You know, the aliens are real. <clears throat> Same thing. Like, no one acknowledges one, one of the yeah. quotes, by the way, when he, when he can't say anything is, I'm muzzled by army brass. Like the dialogue <laughs> in this movie, a tough line, it's unbelievable. I guess I read that the um, I, this is the only Edward movie I've seen, but I guess the one of the police officers is in three movies. The same like, actor plays the same police officer in three movies. Oh well, it's yeah. That's they call it the, they, they call it the Kelton trilogy. <laughs> oh, Roman Kelton. It was it was the uh, like, like the kind of goofy kind of scaredy cat guy who gets the double shoulder slap from Tor right. Johnson. He gets knocked out twice, actually. Uh, yeah, it was Bride of the Monster, Night of the Ghouls, and Plan 9 from Outer Space. He's the bumbling, fearful policeman named Kelton in all three. He's so strange. He looks to me a lot like anyone ever watched The State before on MTV? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He looks like Joe Latrulio. Hmm. If you bring it up, it's. Oh, Brooklyn like, Nine-Nine, right? Yes, yep, exactly. Yep. That's, I was thinking the same thing. Like, look at his Wikipedia picture. And, it almost it looks like if Drula Trulia and Thomas Lennon maybe had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kid. Look at his Wikipedia page. His name is uh, Paul Marco. If you if you feel like it. Do, do guys... I went I went to the goofs page on uh, IMDb. I we don't have enough time. <laughs> it's like it's going on you forever. Some, I was gonna do. I was gonna give a couple of lines from the movie. Do oh, it, please up. do. A flying saucer. You mean the kind from up there? Yeah, either that or its counterpart. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> then, this is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Strange. If someone had broken in, the dirt should be piled up here somewhere. It looks like it's fallen in, into the grave. And the lieutenant goes, Larry, you'll be out of that uniform before you know it. Uh, like what does that mean? What does that even mean? That would make I mean, sense. I get it, but you know, right before, kinda. before that, they were talking about how, like, how you have to be smart to be a become a detective. Yeah, right. That one, I'll let that one pass. Oh, it's just so awkward. The whole thing's so awkward. But think about like the time, and you know, it's oh. it's not like we, you know, he he doesn't have like a camera phone. It's like all on film, so it's like, all right, well, this is the only chance we get. You My know? favorite line, as far as delivery, and I, during the movie, was the one thing sure: Inspector Clay is dead, murdered, and someone's responsible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I actually, I was, uh, I was thinking about like earlier on in the movie when uh, the cops first get to the, the cemetery, and the lieutenant is like scratching his head with his gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. The, the yes, very first is. thing that that. Um, that IMDb mentions that that the detective who points has gutted himself several times did so deliberately. Oh. The actor was well, it says contrary to, contrary to popular belief, so maybe not. But he said he was a claim is that he was trying to test to see if Edward uh, Edward was uh, paying attention. He so was not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he rubs his head with it. Yeah, like also, he like points yeah. it at himself and scratches, scratches his face. <laughs> I also like they showed a couple of shots of the police car going to the cemetery, and it's like it has a siren on top and like lights. When the car pulls in, that's not there. 
<laughs> different car. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going through trying to like looking at these. There's a there's a lot. Like there's different sections too. Like incorrectly regarded. It, well, no, whatever. Um, <laughs> factual errors, errors in geography, uh, crew or equipment visible. Like there's all different categories. Was there one for errors in judgment? Yeah, <laughs> continuity. <laughs> that one goes on for a while. Uh, that character boom boom mic visible. Um, there's a lot of them. Like you can see people's shadows being casted on the nighttime. You know, like it's it's yep. obviously a backdrop kind of deal, um, and one of them says that uh, that the in the cockpit the the actual the the co-pilot is reading his lines from the script in his lap. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I like this radio too. It was just like attached to his chest. Was right. that normal back I don't then? Know. <laughs> like visits that would indicate visitors. <laughs> I guess, I guess in this movie, Jeff describes the, the saucer. Movie, yeah. The saucer shaped as is uh, is cigar shaped. I was wondering about that because what the fuck cigar are you smoking? A big round one, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Like I was thinking, maybe like the profile of it, but even then, like eh. the, a man at the old man's funeral says uh, that it's getting dark. It's already pitch black. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a voiceover oh, one that was pretty good too um, i have a i have a the scar worn by tor johnson had to be moved every day as it caused severe skin irritation oh, so geez. i guess this, he had a moving scar in his face i didn't notice that i didn't, I didn't notice the scar at all the tombstones I, I, in the cemetery are too he, close he together for, to for there to be bodies no one even notices <laughs> what, what were the What's tombstones Kevin? they were too close to each other for there to actually be bodies hmm um, it's overlapping. Yeah. It's a big body pit. <laughs> <laughs> Clay, Clay blinks when he's supposedly dead. Uh, oh, I noticed in the opening credits, too, they listed everything in the, the whoever did wardrobe happened to be named Dick Cheney. Oh, nice. Hmm? I wonder if it's the real one. That's fine. Old enough. Yeah. In one scene, someone trips over a tombstone and causes it to wobble. Yep, the cross. Uh, the, falls the, over. the grass wrinkles and the gravestones flap in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what the actual budget was on this? Like forty how much bucks, money was spent on sixty thousand. <laughs> was it really? That sounds yeah. high. Yeah. So didn't uh, the guy who gave him the money on alcohol, <laughs> morphine? Yeah, Mor- morphine. Yeah, morphine. Edward was an alcoholic, so. Yeah, and one scene, two different screams come from Paula's mouth at the same time. <laughs> he was just that scared yeah i've heard people do that like can, they can like you know double voice kind of thing oh yeah, yeah. anyways i'll shut up there's just, <laughs> just a, there's just a lot was reading too about the score for the movie and how nothing was made original for it It was all taken from like eight or nine different um score producers to stitch it together for the movie which fits perfectly with the rest of like how it was made yeah pretty much <laughs> A lot of cooks in the kitchen, huh? Yeah. A lot of cooks in a fucking cramped, terrible kitchen. Floppy uh, gravestones. <laughs> uh, flaccid. I mean, this, yeah, flaccid gravestones. This isn't so bad it's good, kind of, but it's it's rough. It's a rough movie. But it's one of those ones that has such a weird, enduring legacy. Like, Yes. There's so much of it that led into like the band The Misfits. I mean, like Vampire herself, the Plan Nine record labels named after the movie. You yeah. see the movie pop up in um, Seinfeld, the show when he goes to like go to see that a whole bunch in the theater. Sure. 
trying to think of what else it pops. It's just it's one of those like when someone the asks da- you for an the example damned of, song about it. Is a what song about it? The damned. Oh yep. Plan nine channel seven. I got one more tidbit I want to share. Yeah. Uh, this is in the spoiler section of IMDb. It's going to really going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, <laughs> To save money, the same shower curtain is used throughout the movie, including as a door to the alien cockpit to unveil the bomb, and once as a shower curtain. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Holy Ghost escape. That? No, that was actually, they said that was from, he used that from one of his Dracula stage performances. Wow. So you, okay. got, so you got some authentic Dracula going there. I that's what he was buried in. Well, that's oh, yeah? that, that's also a uh, myth. He wasn't buried in a Dracula cape. He was buried in one of his many capes that he owned, but it wasn't one from Dracula. Really? Yeah, I read that somewhere. It was on lies.com, I think. Uh, or untrue facts that I'm going to spout.org. Um, Can you start making like Snapple cap facts? Yeah, all of them are wrong. <laughs> it's, it's the first one, I pop it open and be Got like, being like, being like, Scott's shirts are made of cum? Oh, see, that's wrong. They're just covered in cum. So, Scott, how is it that you're able to sew cum together? <laughs> They're woven. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a shearing a yeah. uh, a sheep. Then he just makes a he, yeah. It's a process. I don't, even, a, under, I don't even understand where this came from. Well, your penis apparently. <laughs> I mean, the old shirt reference. Uh, I always talk about shirts, and I thought you had a big cum splatter on the front of yours. <laughs> because there's a picture on it. Yep. I, I see it's a white circle here. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm not looking at you on a fucking movie screen over here. Jesus, don't need to curse. Yeah, no, sorry. we're talking about a, a classic here. When you're talking about cum, you don't need yeah, to curse. When you're talking about cum, yeah. Do you think that anyone who saw it when it came out was thinking, oh, that's going to be remembered years and years from now as like a notoriously bad film? Probably. Or just, fuck that, that's garbage. Why would anyone make that? Just like, fuck that, that's garbage, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure there was some people like, wow, this is going to be like... I'm sure there's also people that when it started getting some notoriety, they were probably like, what the fuck am I missing here? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, how are people watching this? And then, you know, there's all the right. uh, all the hipsters back then, all the jazz cigarette smokers. That you just don't it. get it, man. <laughs> so, like, the second grade over the right, that signifies the death of, you know, <laughs> everyone, like, reading into this fucking movie. Yeah, you should do it. We should uh, go to film school just to write a thesis on this. Right. I like um, how too like you can these things can't be shot to death, the uh, the ghouls. Hmm. Yep. They can just be hit so, by behind. Yeah, one bat to the back of the head. <laughs> yep. I mean, I know they do actually think to explain that, but still, it seems pretty ridiculous. Yeah, because they said that when they hit him, that oh no, he only did that because the ray was off. If I turn it back on, he'll stand back up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then they turn the ray off, and then magically they were skeletons that were being held together with wing nuts. <laughs> <laughs> It was terrifying. That's actually one of the, the U- things too that they, you could actually see the wing nuts holding the skeletons together. The U- the UFO on fire is my favorite. Yes, I just I want to <laughs> know how I want to know how they didn't melt the string. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> first like a like, little fire broke the string. That's a good question. Towards like right before the uh, the fire scene and that the fight breaks out in the UFO, it gets a. Uh, let's see, uh, Eros is yelling at the humans for being stupid about you know everything. Yeah. And then the, the airline pilot gives him like the word, like the, the backhand he gives him. And then the the the, uh, the female alien starts giving her opinion. Aaron's just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like, no, he's, he's like, literally, he says something like, women are like on our planet are only for like reproducing. And it's like super sexist. Hmm. 
I don't remember that, but I was like, oh, come on. I don't remember that. <laughs> come but, on now. Yeah, hey now. Make a t-shirt of that. Put it on your freaking thing. <laughs> Someone buys a, I've had two people buy What's All This? Constable Jaffer's shirt, so maybe. You never know. <laughs> I love that. Did you buy it, Scott? No. Nah. You want to see I was be- It's better that I didn't. Yeah. There's two other people that think it's funny. Strange. I guess so. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, the whole, I mean, the thing's on fire for a while. Yeah. Before it finally just explodes. But I love because they, they would show it, and then they would cut to the people on Earth talking. And then they would cut to <laughs> inside the UFO where it's just filled with smoke, and you just hear them yelling. And then back outside, do it on fire. The whole thing was just so ridiculous. But when it did yeah. explode, I was actually kind of impressed. Like, with the actual explosion, it's like, considering how poorly the rest of the movie, like, the effects and stuff were done, the actual, like, transition from, from that to the explosion, and it was like an, a layover or whatever, like, you know, an overlay, um, I didn't think was horrible. The only thing I thought was weird is that after it exploded, it was still being followed on the night sky. Like this guy was still going by. It's like there's no ship there. Why is the camera still moving? Here's the thing, though. Like I would, I would agree with you. If this is from 1921. <laughs> this is like yeah. late 50s. Yeah, but but with the technology that was being used from 1921, because that's what he could afford. <laughs> that's true. Any actors yeah, from you're... 1921? Yeah. Bella Lugosi, everyone. That's you're correct. And so now they have all this crazy tech on board. Like they can reanimate corpses and control them and shit. But they didn't have a fire extinguisher. Yes. Second <laughs> curses fire are one enemy. I also like when this is happening. The uh, so the air, the airline pilots fighting arrows. The colonel's like fuck this, and he, he runs out. Oh, he's trying to figure out open the door. Yep. And the, the woman's like yelling like arrows. I'm gonna get us in the air. And she's like getting them like flying, and the lieutenant's just like standing there not doing anything. Yeah. There was and that. Least, there was that a bunch of times. Like yeah. when 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 Bella Bella Lugosi was attacking that one cop. Everyone was just like sitting there watching. Then it wasn't yeah, until he actually got close to the table that one guy got up and just flung the chair. And then they're just yeah. then they're still just standing there. <laughs> like, yep. I don't know. It's terrifying. Eh, it is what it is. It's yeah. fun. It's ridiculous. That's why it's fun because it's so yeah. crazy. But toward, when Tor Johnson goes to get his the woman in the back of the car, he's slowly. He's the slowest. Oh, he ever. takes forever. And she's just like, is like, oh no, <laughs> and doesn't move. Well, doesn't, even though doesn't, doesn't even try to move to the other side of the car. You also, have to, you have to consider this too. Think of how short a time it was that the colonel, the lieutenant, and the airline pilot found the UFO, and how long it took for Tor Johnson to carry the woman to get to the UFO. <laughs> That's true. Yes, <laughs> it took him so goddamn long. It did. It was the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are just talking too much shit. I, and the I, original title of this is what? Grave Grave Robbers from Outer Space? Space. Yep. Which isn't even true because they're not grave robbers. So even that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. Why why did it's they a change it? Title, but... Why did they change it? Because uh, of the uh, the producer, like, people who funded the, the movie was like some Christian group. Oh, they're like, I'd rather have it really? be plan nine. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's probably something religious that we don't know about. Plan Nine for it's a, it was a, a company that they were trying to start for floppy headstones. They, were, they actually they, they wanted they wanted to be Psalm Nine from Outer Space and they compromised on the Plan Nine <laughs> from the Book of Outer Space. <laughs> Lift your hearts. <laughs> oh man! But anyways, I mean, I don't know. It's 
I think it's a it's a fun car wreck. It's just it's like a lot of trauma movies. Like they're just fun car exactly. wrecks. You know, like I, there's there's movies that I love that are absolute garbage, and I mean I just don't have as much of a history with this one. But there's movies I I, I have on my shelf that I I'm sure are just as bad. This is probably one of the more sincere attempts, though. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Kudos. Well, yeah, I love it for that garbage factor because, yes, it's a it's a horrible film, but I, I've gone back to it time and time again. It makes its way into my regular like Halloween rotation of movies I play, too, because it is it's it's perfectly age appropriate to watch from whenever too. right. Yeah. Anyone can watch it because it's not scary. So it's not going to no. give anyone nightmares. <laughs> I mean, a double feature of this and Santa Claus conquers the Martians. And you'll have a <laughs> quality night with bored children. Yeah. Well, yeah. Be like, what is what? I don't get it. <laughs> this like, is why you're a boomer, is what they would say to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that to you? No. All right. Good to know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Anything else about no, this movie? Not we much. We're up? actually we're we're pretty close to an hour, so we can probably just. Uh, I mean, we've all kind of said what we thought, but I, I I don't know. I'd like to I like to hear everyone's final thoughts on the movie. Let's start with our guest, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Sure. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the quintessential B, like B sci-fi 50s horror movie. Like when you when you try to give an example of that, you can say things like them or whatever. But this one, it has all the cheese factor in it. So if someone's looking for like a bad B sci-fi movie. This is the easiest one to pitch because it's inherently not good, but it has a lot of cool elements to it. Because if it's if this is your first intro to it, you'll find I, I don't want this to be how someone finds Bela Lugosi, but you'll find him, you'll find Vampira, you'll find Tor Johnson. Like you can find all sorts of cool other stuff from this movie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree. Like the 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 thing with with Vampira is I didn't really know anything about Vampira, and it made me do some like digging. You know, like I know I knew of her, I just didn't. I'd never seen anything with her, so that's mm-hmm. why I, I started like tracking down the uh, the old interviews and stuff because I was curious. Um, yeah. you know, but it's, I, again, I mean, there's filmmakers that I know now that probably make movies in a very similar fashion. They just mm-hmm. stitch together a bunch of stuff and there's a narrator kind of telling the story and it doesn't really make sense a lot of times. But is the still, narrator also a psychic? No, the narrator is actually the director of the movie as well. But, um, and they're not the best movies ever. They're, you know, some, some of them are not very good at all, you know, but it's, but they're fun and they're a fun watch and whatever. There's a place for him. Mm-hmm. Whatever, fuck you. It's, there's a place for him, and it's not the Criterion Collection. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> I just saw that uh, Vampira got paid two hundred bucks to be in this. By the way, oh, big big nope. money. That is that's probably the 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 one redeeming thing in this movie is seeing Vampira because you don't really see her in much else. She was more local, yeah, yeah. right, uh, broadcasting, but she is so. She is such a an iconic figure. Yeah. In horror. Yeah. I mean, she she kind of paved the way. I mean, it's it, would she She's yeah. she's Elvira before Elvira. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, and also mentioned, you know, as you mentioned the misfits. Uh but just I mean, she's it's icon her her Im- the image of her is just iconic. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For people that have never seen her in motion. <laughs> This might be one of the few places you can. So that's yeah. the only saving grace you have for this movie is that. I am. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, this is not. This is one of those for me. It's not so bad. It's good. Really. It's just kind of bad. Mm-hmm. 
Which oh, is fine. God. I could see where some people would get fine enjoyment out of it. I, I didn't really enjoy it. And I just kind of sat through it. I mean, I made it through it, unlike other movies uh, that have come <laughs> up. Uh, yeah. It is better than The Brain Eaters. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so it has that going for it because it's oh, short. Would you like this better than them, Scott? Yeah. Oh, I love okay. them. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I'm here for you. I grew up. I grew up with them on uh, TV um, 38. Nice. Brain eaters and them are fucking just unbelievable. They're unforgivable. So this at least uh, <laughs> it's I mean, forgivable. Yeah. There is there is such a. It's so earnest. It does have that going for it. So yeah. I give it credit where kind of for for some of these things. But uh, I would never watch it again. Personally. Now we know what to get him for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, my ears are burning. What do you say? <laughs> Everything in twenty nine. Everything. Billy. Um, I think I would watch this again down the line. It is enjoyable. Um, I think maybe when my son's older, I might put it on to see what he thinks. I was of actually going to say that. I was going to be like, I wonder. And I, I wonder. I mean if... that sincerely, not like uh, I'm going to show my son. He's he's he just turned five, so. A few years, but you know, there's there's UFOs. He might find that interesting. There's some like you know, he's taking interest when we drive by cemeteries. This has that. So there's there's UFOs. He said, looks like a fucking dinner plate. Well, whatever. You you never know. Like maybe 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 you'll it's gonna be like UFOs. You'll you'll scar him to death because every time your wife opens up the uh, the cupboard to get uh, plates out, he's like, ah, UFO attack. (laughs) (laughs) No, but. Uh, you know, again, uh, it was based. You know, you could tell this was made with love, so that you, you could appreciate it more, even if it is not a a good, very well made piece of. I, you know, I can't talk. What the hell have I done? I've tried making exactly. video stuff. Like, uh, you know, basket of eggs, for example, Kevin. I mean, right? No, no, like, like, like for real. Like, I what you're saying. No, what you're saying is totally like something that I say all the time. Like, there's there's plenty of movies out there that I can talk shit about. I can I can totally talk shit about him, but at the end of the day, it's better than any, like any movie I've ever made because I've never made a movie. Right, people, you know, give them credit that they tried, and they I'm sure they had fun. Like, and I know Edward Edward like love. I think this is his favorite of the ones he made. So he, you know, he liked it, and he liked that he did it. So good for him. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, it was fun. Well, I'd watch it again. I wouldn't give it, was, it a good rating, it was but kind of a cool. He so you know. was, yeah. Aren't we you all? Know, <laughs> what about you, Kevin? I I was I agreed with with pretty much everything Jesse said. I um like I, I generally I mean I it's one that I would watch again. Is it great? No. Does it do, do I see the influence that it's given? Yeah. And it's not even not even like I I've I've never been like into the misfits or anything like that. So I don't even know that there was a tie in with that. Um but I mean even with filmmakers that I know now, I I still see an influence there. And I I I almost think of it as like okay, you know, would there be like trauma if there was if this wasn't around at first? I'm sure there would be, but but still, I mean, it's it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like in the same vein. And I love trauma. I'm sorry, whatever. Are we don't laugh, give it our Scott. Then? No, I don't know. Do you want to do ratings or because they're not? I mean, they're not going to be good. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'll sing my praise of the movie, but it's definitely no more than like a two, maybe three star out of like. We we do a ten. We yeah, do a one yeah. to ten. Yeah, so two, maybe three stars out of ten, but that's it's not judging it fairly because that's on like a actual cinematic scale right. of whether or not I like the movie. But I enjoy it and it's fun to watch. Right. That's it's yeah. weird well, to it's, give it a rating. Well, we just that's just part of the show, so that's why I brought it up. It's, it's uh, not like a random thing. So, but yeah, but if it's if it's we know it's not going to be good across the board. 
So it's uh, just, yeah, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead then. You go. I was actually going to give it a four. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That's all. But yeah, good good enough to to watch down the line again sometime. Knowing, you know, it it made me laugh or wasn't supposed to, but that's okay too. Yeah. It brought enjoyment. So yeah. Well, How Scott, about you, Scott? Yeah, the gold, Scott. I give it a two. It's a two because it's better than Brain Eaters and them. <laughs> All right. Did you remember? Did you give Brain Eaters and them a one? I probably. I, I'm gonna find out. Yeah, gonna I to, hope you give them a three. Out. I have to call you out. You in the next could. One. I don't think so. I think I gave them a one. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd give it a three. Um, I think it's fun. Um, I think it's influential, but it's not a good movie. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's it's just it's just not. Not good, but it's it's one of those ones that I, when Bill, like when we were younger, and we'd go try to find like the worst movies to watch, like this, you know, succeeded sometimes. Yeah, I mean, did all right. Gorehor, for example. Oh, Gorehor, um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but anyways, so we should probably you know wrap things up uh, now with uh, just thinking of concave cleavage now. Yeah, you're welcome. Nipples that are yes. uh, cross-eyed nipples. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah. So um, now don't. Jesse, did you actually give uh, like a website or where we can people can find your uh, podcast exactly? Yes, I don't think I gave the locations, but you can find me on um, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. They're all at Slashings Pod. Um, you can also just Google for it and find it. If you want to send me direct emails, it's just slashingspod at gmail.com. You can send in whatever and check out the show, and I hope you like it. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you for choosing this. I mean, it's it was fun to talk about. You know, we, yeah, exactly. We, we, didn't, we didn't care for the technical aspects of it, but it, it made for a great conversation, I thought. I agree. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. I'm glad you brought it up, too, because I hadn't thought of the movie Ed Wood for a while, and it made me want to see Ed Wood again. Yeah, I might want to watch it again. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, yeah, That just, one still uh, holds up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, next time, we're going to have another guest on, and uh, the movie's going to be Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, nice. On the next episode. Who's Come the, up. Who's the guest? In two weeks. Uh, she goes by Mad Monster Lady. She does lots of cool, literally like monster paintings, like new and old stuff. Lots of like universal or classic stuff. So, I thought that might be a a different take. Nice on the show. So uh, yeah, and then they chose a movie that I know Scott has been pining to see, been whining about. Yeah, watching the show. <laughs> Why are we watching Pride this week? Yeah, yeah. I so enjoy it, guys. <laughs> Come on, fellers. Yeah. <laughs> we never brought up, uh, I know we brought up um, our show sponsor, but we never brought up the network sponsor. Oh, right. Go and that would it. be Deadly Grounds oh. Coffee. So go to deadlygroundscoffee.com. And uh, anything over $50 is free shipping. So yeah, go pick up some Deadly Grounds. It's good stuff. Network are we on, by the way? The Dorkening Podcast Network. Oh, Dorkening.com. Okay. Uh, way too many shows. That's all. I want four of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh. thanks for listening, everybody. Right. Bye bye. Bye everybody. Bye. Hey, look, it's my nutsack. This episode of Black and White Fright has been brought to you by Bright Lights, lithophane nightlights of your favorite monsters. Visit brightlights138.etsy.com and follow them on Instagram at brightlights138. For more information. Follow us at blackandwhitefright.com if you dare.